Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Levi, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, to be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at and what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all He has done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, You have brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Defend us by your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor run into any danger, and that, guided by your Spirit, we may do what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Today I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 18, uh, the first few paragraphs. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptations come. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hellfire. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven... Their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reflecting on this chapter in Matthew, the key theme that I'm drawn to is this theme of kingdom status. Uh, The disciples had an unfortunate habit of arguing over who was the greatest among Jesus' chosen disciples. This was not uncommon for students of rabbis to have regular debates and challenges, uh, determining who among the rabbi students were the best of the best, and Jesus' disciples fell into the same temptation. 
Uh, Rabbi's usual answer to this often involves who is able to recite the Torah the best or who can recite the Talmudic traditions of the Jews as well, neither of which were easy tasks. Imagine your pastor calling on you in the middle of church on a Sunday morning with no warning and tells you to recite the entire book of Romans eloquently and without hesitation. I'm sure that even with preparation, it wouldn't be easy. Um, What's interesting about this temptation for pride and status, though, is that Christians today can fall into this trap as well. How often have you judged one of your brothers or sisters in Christ because they're not as holy as you, have as much Bible knowledge as you, or can hold their ground in a debate over the end times like you can? I know I have. And the Spirit is always quick to remind me that if I want to be the greatest in the kingdom, I have to be a servant. I have to be humble. And when I think of what servanthood looks like in our modern-day Christian Olympics, is simply encouraging further encouraging further thought rather than boasting about what you know. Prayer for and hoping for the best of your brothers and sisters, knowing full well that they are just as prone to sin and temptations um, as you are. And maybe even giving them space to vocalize what they've been learning and not dismantling their newly found understanding with a four-volume theological set that you read last week about the subject and how you can clearly run circles around their understanding of that verse in the Gospel of John. (laughs) This is where I struggle the most in my walk, which tells me that I may not be one of the greatest in the kingdom. But if you're someone who knows how to handle knowledge without pride, grace without gain, and encouragement without status, you will be far greater in Jesus' kingdom than I will be. I absolutely hope that for you, and I hope it for me as well. So take a moment to reflect on an area in your Christian walk that involves a lot of pride and self-promotion, and just ask God to humble you and to bring you to mentally a lower position, and as the scripture says, consider others higher and more important and more significant than yourself that is the best position in the kingdom to be in.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. Even when we fail to be humble, when we fail to be gracious, when we fail to be servants, and that we're always seeking to be the greatest in your kingdom. But Lord Jesus, you told us that if you want to be great in my kingdom, then you have to be like a little child. And so, Father, I pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, that you would bring us to be places of children, help us to have mindsets that consider others greater than ourselves, help us to further seek the good and the good intention of others rather than self-promoting. Father, forgive our pride, forgive our self-promotion, and forgive our overwhelming desire to be better than everyone else. Even when it comes to knowing you and your word and to the knowledge that you yourself gift us. Lord, it is it is a gracious gift that you even allow us to understand and comprehend your word. And so may we never be prideful about that. And so Lord, we thank you for your grace despite our shortcomings in this area. And so through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.